Hello, and welcome to episode 140 of Three Beers a Movie. I'm Richard Laird, and I'm with... Colin McKay. Colin, we're up again tonight. And the Raven tonight. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row in the Raven, and... And we went to see stuff together as we well. Did. This this is, this it's is, a banner week. As the rest of the world is cowering under the threat of Corona, <laughs> we are getting out and we are doing yeah, shit. We are doing it opposite, and <laughs> because everyone else is hiding, yeah. so we're, we're happy with the world yeah. right now. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been it's been good. Hasn't it's been it? nice. seeing each other, doing stuff together in the raven again, yes. having beer and stuff like that. It's, Quiet, this is what it's all about. This is why we do this. Quiet tonight. No football on tonight. No football on tonight. It was rowdy last week. At one point. Did it pick up? Because I'd, I'd left eventually after, after... Yes, we stayed and watched a game with a friend and then, yeah, it was rowdy. It got I, rowdy. I don't get the football thing. I don't understand no, no, that you don't, at all. No, you I, don't. Don't, I don't get this whole, let's go to a pub and watch it. It's like, sit at home and have a beer. And we more stayed in the pub because if we were left at the time we left, we'd drive through rushing our traffic. Yeah. All that. So yeah. that's why we stayed. Yeah. And what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking, as I call it, Strap a Man on, but its real name is Starro Ramen. Where's it from? It's a Czech beer. Yes. Established uh, in Prague, yes. Yes, and it's lovely. Nice it session beer, sir. It's, real, it's one of my favourite beers. Um, out of Mexican beers, this is my. Well, do you normally have it on tap in here, or do you see the price of having um, it on tap? No, I was, I was surprised they had it on tap. Um, a lot of places do have it on tap, it's not uncommon to find it in pubs, um, but I first thought it was in here, but it's just a really drinkable, drinkable, lovely. Just Czechs know what they're doing with beer, don't they? Czechs do know what they're doing with beer, beer. Yeah. They're, they're, they're Canadians. Hockey, beer and revolutions. They're like, um. the, they're like the angry Canadians. Who <laughs> <laughs> think we're going to yeah. split a country up and yeah. do stuff. Canadians like, yeah. don't... Um, do revolutions, I don't think. No, <laughs> yeah. no. What are you drinking, sir? I am drinking, it's called... What's it called again? Love Lane. Love Lane. And it's a brewery and it's just their session IPA. What I liked was how when you bought it, you stared at me lovingly. Lovingly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It, it don't? Very much, a, it very, him? Yeah, very much a session IPA. It tastes like pretty much every other IPA. It's yeah. nothing particularly spectacular, but nice. Drinkable. Drinkable, lovely. It's one you can drink a few Who brewed it? It's called Love Lane. I think that's the name of the brewery as well. It just says Love Lane Session IPA. So it seems to be a sort of like signature um, IPA. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's nice. It looks light and bubbly and refreshing. So yeah, it's absolutely. It's just very, very subtle. Nothing spectacular about it. But all in our hands, still very nice. Very refreshing. After all day at work. It's the kind of thing you want. Yeah, it's still um, nice, easy pain. I'm currently googling where Love Lane Brewery is. Where Love Lane Brewery is. See if it's in Love Lane, I will be over Ooh. the fucking moon. Liverpool? It's not Love Lane then. Wait, are not Love Lane in Liverpool? Is there not some sort of Beatles song called ah, Love Lane? No, I find it hard to associate any kind of romantic stuff with Liverpool with that accent. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it doesn't inspire. It's not a sexy accent, that's very not true. not anyway at all. It's just... No, let's not get started in no. accents because I'll go on a mad tangent and start running and raving about There's no sexual other puddling you can think of as I really want to listen to. No, 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 there's, there's not. It's like when you watch an episode of Brookside, it does not inspire. No, no. You didn't enjoy Silver Black in your younger days? No, no, no. <laughs> I like Silver Black, but the, the accent, I could you know, I could leave it behind quite, quite happily. No. It's like the Cheryl Cole thing. Cheryl Cole looks attractive to some people, but as you know, they're now people, oh, oh yeah. yeah, aye, aye, which is, yeah, is it slow? Oh, right, stop, stop. Chill out, yeah. Anyway, we've got anyway. a lot to go, but meandering already, I'm going to get shit tons to get through today. There's so much to get through, because I have spent my entire life in the last week at a cinema, so I'm excited for this today. So, Mike on Mike, very quick, no game for the camel laird. No Mike or Mike? No Mike or Mike. Game's no. been postponed because of bad weather, but they seem to be getting kicked back in now. The sort of weather seems to be getting a bit better. My team played last night, so for the first time in three weeks, so um, I think they should hopefully play 
Camelot should play this week coming. Yeah. Um, hopefully do because the week after that we're going to watch the game Camelot. Oh. So we're hoping they're, they're kicking back in. Hopefully don't change the fixture or any shape like that. Because I want to make sure I get to see a game. The deadly virus might fall them. You that could happen. That's, that's no worry now. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yes. Yeah. Um, so equally myself because I've been to the cinema all week. Uh, I've not watched anything at home. Nothing at all? I've got a few home viewings. Okay, what do you want um, home? Very quickly, because it's all stuff that's been long gone and done and dusted. Okay. So the, the first one this, I watched... This is a big massive pill DVD you're working your way through? Um, no. No. Okay. <laughs> first thing I watched at home was something I've been meaning to watch for a long, long time. Um, and it's by a director that we both love very, very much. Okay. Kiwi. Take away Eagle vs Shark. Oh, he's very good. I've never seen Eagle vs. Shark. Um, I, I do like Taika Waititi's work a lot. Um, and I watched this. Um, not knowing, kind of what, kind of roughly knew what he's been, not knowing oh, how good or bad it was going to be. Mm. And yeah, I adored it. It was very, very fun. It's hard to watch. It's, it's an awkward film. It's an awkward film, yes. And, you know, um, and they do play up the New Zealand Kiwi, yep. do you know what I mean? Kind of drollness and stuff like that. But the two leads are awkward as hell, yeah. isn't it? And, you know, at times you kind of wince and cringe and like yeah. oh, oh shit but it's funny. almost uncomfortable to watch it so kind of yeah, yeah, you feel yeah. embarrassed for them yeah, yeah. but really really funny um, kind of nice tale kind of sad as well but a sweet um, I found uh, Jimmy Clemens character hard to like at times because yes. he's a dick yes he's a dick like a proper dick yeah. but overall another another brilliant film from Mr. so very quickly with Taika Waititi you've got Eagle vs Shark Boy Hunt for Older People What We Do In The Shadows Thor Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit. What's your favourite out of the six? You've not seen Jojo yet, so you can't really judge Jojo. Ragnarok. So Ragnarok? Ragnarok's genius, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it it totally took what we thought was four and just, oh, here you go. This is fucking four. And that's became four now, do you know what I mean? Because it it has... It did reinvent Thor, yes. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, And to an extent gave Chris Hemsworth a broader range. It made him a comedic Mm, actor as well. Ghostbusters gave him that as well. Was he doing for at the time or he hadn't done for Ragnarok? Ragnarok, yeah, but um, no, I think Ragnarok. What's your favourite? What was in the shadows? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I watched that at least twice a year. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> Hundred Rodney was pretty close as well. Yeah, gets so much charm, like love for that film. Um, I think if I'm going to pick one to watch again, like just right now, it would be What We Do in the Shadows. I think I find that film insanely funny. It's, it's one of these guys. He's only going to get better, I think, mm. and it's really exciting to see. What he does next. Okay. Eagle vs. Shark. Eagle vs. Shark. I also watched, um, that's a really old one, um, Deliverance. Oh, why? Um, Aiden, my son. um, That's a nice family bonding film. Yeah, I know, it's weird. Um, He goes to school and there's this kind of guy that works in the kind of school canteen, like a dinner lady man. Don't know. Um, (laughs) And he he recommends films for Aiden to watch because I think it's a bit of a kind of film buff. And a few weeks ago, it was at Silence of the Rams and stuff like that. And he'd said, I need to watch a film called Deliverance. Um, So I found Deliverance and I watched Deliverance. You'd no problem your boy watching Deliverance? Nah, he's he's nearly 18 years Ah, old. I forget how old Aiden is sometimes now. Plus, when you're a parent, um, it's nice, you know, sometimes just watching your kids squirm, you know, you're like, yeah, fucking squirm. Fucking squirm. Watch it. Watch it. it. Don't you blink. Do not blink. (laughs) Ned Beatty's going to take something right now. You're going to respect Ned Beatty after this. There is a kind of... What, what kind of sadomasochistic kind of pleasure in watching your kids like go red and try and look away and, and you know you're just sitting there blasé as fuck yeah. 
Does it hold up after about 40 years? Um, it, it, it does um, slower than I remember it being, yeah. perhaps. Um, it is, you know, it kind of does, it's, it's got a really lazy pace about it. Um, I find that a lot of films from the 70s, 60s and 70s, but you remember the people talking about being iconic when you watch them back again. It's a it key takes, scene. It takes a while to yeah. get to the key moments and, you, and it sort of does films meander a lot more, but in a way to build the character, like, it's not an idea that you have to have an action beat every you know, 20 pages, it's like, you, we'll spend an hour with people just sort of living yeah. before we hit these like sort of big yeah. moments, like say like Marathon Man for example. Yeah, everyone remembers yeah. like, the scene with the. That's it. You remember the big scenes, but the, the, the journey getting yeah, yeah. You know, but the journey makes the scenes more yeah. uh, more impactful. Absolutely. Definitely. So yeah, it was a good watch. Um, Burt Reynolds is the man's got charisma. Yeah, he's charisma. Yeah. Oozing out of him. Absolutely oozing yeah. out of him. So that that was a good film. And yeah, the the school like a pig bit still. It's still horrendous. It's still absolutely, yeah. There, there's no way you could watch that and, you know, come away thinking anything other than that's fucking horrific. Yes. Um, yeah. So, Apart from Deliverance, anything else you watch at home? I'm um, still watching Picard, catching up with it. Still all of the other Star Trek fans. Um, nothing more to be said in that one. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. And it's a simple brief, but to the point. It, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Hunters is on Amazon now. I've heard good things about it. I'm not watching it. Barry recommended it very highly. It's been getting a lot a backlash from the Jewish community. I don't okay. I don't know why. why? Okay. Um I, I don't know if they're saying it's not realistic or it's too realistic or you know I, I don't know but I think the, the, the Jewish community are, are up in arms about it. Um, yeah. I need I need to I'm, I'm ignorance of the why but why? There, there, there's a lot of shit about it. Okay. Um, I'm intrigued yeah. to see what it's like then. Yeah. Um, well, in that case, we'll move on to the cinematic video, which there is many today. Many, many, many. Yes, possibly many, most we've had in one sitting, I think. So, we'll, start, we'll try and be brief. It's brief and interesting. Brief, brief but informative. Informative, yes. yes. So, the first one is a film called Downhill, um, directed by Nat Faction and Jim Rash. Um, you like Jim Rash because he is... He is coach Dean Pelton and Community. Yes. Yeah. Um, they directed a film called The Way Way Back, um, a few, maybe four or five years ago. I think Sam Rockwell might have got an Oscar nomination for it. It was very much that kind of... Yeah. Sam, it was a Sam Rockwell view. He was like sort of like the cool guy working at the water park with all the kids, remember? I don't remember. I've never seen this That's one. A, no, it's not a bad film, but yeah. it's very much one of those kind of four indies aiming at that kind of Little Miss Sunshine kind of world. Yeah. That kind of film. Um, anyway, what a downfall the new film is it's based on a Swedish film about a family who go on a skiing holiday. They are sitting in a balcony. They have a nice family holiday. They're sitting on a balcony having their lunch and also an avalanche happens in the distance yeah um, but as they're watching avalanche come it seems to be getting closer and closer and closer yeah um, at which point some of the avalanche appears to engulf the balcony yeah. um, at which point the dad of the family grabs his phone and legs it leaving his wife and two children to basically suffer in an avalanche yeah the avalanche doesn't hit them it's just sort of the blowback of it the dad comes back and then the sort of the story developed from there of like the family sort of readjusting their dynamics and the sort of the relationships, you know, sort of choices, choices made, stuff yeah, that, because yeah, of the fact yeah. that the dad ran away from them and kept how the parents see their children, how children see their parents yeah. in that many ways. Yeah. Um, in the film, you've got uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus playing the mum, obviously. Uh, Will Ferrell plays the dad. Uh, Miranda Otto plays a sort of weird owner of the chalet, love interest, sort of like sexual predator in many ways. Yeah. 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 Uh, Zach Woods is playing one of the boys, and Zoe Chow. No, sorry, Zach Woods plays the friend. Friend, yeah. He's also he's in. He um, plays Zach, in it. Yeah, he's in. If you know Silicon Valley, never he's seen in that. that. He's also in the new one um, with the new one that's on Sky with Hugh Laurie. House. No, not house. <laughs> uh, and Zoe Chow plays his girlfriend in it as well. Yeah. Um, it's another huge fan of the original film. It's called Force, Force Majeure. Majeure. Yeah. Um, this film. 
it, to me it lacked a lot of the, the, the charm and wit of Fourth Majeure. Um, it doesn't have the right mix of black comedy and drama. It's it sort of it, it just it, it feels tonally all over the place to me. It just feels like it doesn't really it doesn't work a lot of the time. Um, like the time they're going for real emotion to it. But then through in these like little comedy moments that you feel completely out of place, it doesn't seem organic enough in it for me. For yourself. Um I have I've not seen Force Majeure. So okay. I think looking at a lot of online reviews, people seem to be saying it's not Force Majeure, it's not and it's like it's it's not but I mean it's, it's it's a remake of something else, don't you know what I mean? Um so I think a lot of people are shitting on it because of that initially and not giving it a chance. I, I agree with what you're saying. Um it kinda it is a bit snaky with its direction. Yeah. Um the comedy when it does happen does try to be black, but it's not. No. It's just not it just doesn't land. So I mean, the yeah. comedy doesn't doesn't really land. I think there was a lot of layers to it though. I mean, there's layers to it, yeah. At times, you know, you do find yourself thinking, you know, if I was in that situation, you know, what would I do? How would I feel? And, you know, it it does make you ask questions and Hmm. maybe kind of look at yourself as well. So I think it was a lot deeper than people are are kind of giving it credit for being. I think it's been sold as a comedy a lot of times. Yeah, it's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. Um, Will Ferrell always intrigues me as an actor rather than a comic actor yep. and I always like seeing him doing stuff that's not Will Ferrell slapstick you yeah. know and I thought he was really good in this um, he's, he's, he has got quite a presence about him quite, a big guy that's why he, sort of he, he feels like he's he watched, but I think, I think his face emotes quite well do you, yeah. I think you get that sense of shame and guilt and, and anger and hurt and stuff like that I think he does it really well well look um, yeah. I kind of got that from I hate to say but Julia what's her name? Louise Dreyfus. I've never really seen her in anything. So Seinfeld? I've never Veep. watched. No, no, that's the thing, is everything you say, I'll be, I've never seen her. So okay. to me, people revere her. It's just mm. amazing. And to me, I'm like, I don't know who she is. So okay, I don't, I've not really got a... I can't believe you didn't watch Seinfeld back in the day. I think yeah. that would be right up your alley. No, no. Yeah. But she, I mean, she was good. You could see that the lady can act. Um, but, you know, I've never really seen her much before. So she was good. Um, I really liked the Friends act. Yes. He was good in it as well. He Watch he Silicon Valley. He's yeah. very funny in Silicon Valley. He comes into like, season three of Silicon Valley. Yeah. He plays sort of this like doting personal assistant. Yeah. He plays it very well. He's, he's got a charm about him. Yeah. He's, got, he's got a kind of charming face. But I think I enjoyed that a lot more than you. Yes, um, I think you did. I, I think it was flawed and it did meander at times. And at times we were like, this, this doesn't matter. You know, get back to the, the, the kind of bigger picture here. Um, which it kind of slowly does, a bit too slowly. Um, right. so, yeah, I, um, I, I enjoyed it. I, did. I didn't like the fact that it played on the kind of USA thoughts of European ideals, you know, those sexually free ideas, sort of like they sort of just it played on like some sort of old tropes. I think, that felt but lazy. I think even Europeans do that when you're looking at kind of like Swedish culture yeah, or, or Nordic it, culture, you do think naked saunas and those stuff like that. jokes felt like something from like a National Lampoon film from the nineties. It felt lazy. Yeah, yeah, I felt lazy. Um, in saying that, my favourite thing about the film was Miranda Otto playing the, the owner of the hotel. She went for it. Miranda Otto, she was in Lord of the Rings, wasn't she? Lord of the Rings, she? and yeah. she's a mum in Wall of the Worlds as well. Yeah. yeah. She's like, so she's like, she's not in much, unfortunately. She's a good actress, but yeah. she was. I didn't recognise her until I looked up on IMDb who it actually no, was. I instantly recognised her. Did you? I didn't recognise her. Her accent was ridiculous. It was yeah, nuts. You know, she, she really did go for it. She went for it in a big, big way. Um, some of her scenes of conversations were a bit kind of oh okay. yeah. <laughs> that's uncomfortable but I think again that's it's, that's going for sort of a black comedy aspect and it just never really because other cat she seems to play in a different film to everybody else yeah and there's a moment in the film where 
Julian Dreyfus has a has a thing with a ski instructor, sort of a wee moment, a ski instructor, and she rushes off to do something. Mm. And the way it ends, you're going, it's playing for comedy, it doesn't play for enough for comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? It, just, it doesn't. It's like a beating and it's gone. It's like it's got its foot in every pot, but uh, none of them are. They're not really connecting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I think, like, I think you liked it a little bit more. Than I did. Yeah. Hope you give it a ten. I would give it six. I didn't like it that much. I mean, I give it a five. Yeah. 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 Let's give it a six. I mean, let's when you when you look at the online reviews, it's getting hate. Do you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't people give it are a just shit. shitting on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like that. Give it a fucking chance. Do you yeah. I mean, at least um, I, I didn't mind it at all. Um, th- th- there's much, much, much worse films oh, there's, I've there's seen. Absolutely worse films yeah. out there. But um, yeah. I think because I do, I do quite revere that I really love the, the Force Majeure, so I was actually quite intrigued to see what the American version of this did. And they adapt the story there, but I think they just miss the point a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's as they often. Yes. Yeah. Been okay <laughs> at home. Netflix, Amazon Watch. Yeah, ah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, would, it would actually suit that format better. That would have been a good one for Netflix to steal. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that, that would have really have, have worked. Landed on Netflix yeah. well. Yeah, I think, I think it has kind of disappeared in the cinema. I think yeah. it's done that well. Yeah. Um, up next, a film that is doing well and will hopefully continue to do well is a film called The Invisible Man, which you've not seen. Not seen. So no yes. spoilers. Ah, not seen. Um, you see what we've done yeah, there? Cover. No, you never. Because it's <laughs> invisible. <laughs> uh, so directed by Lee Wanell, who directed Upgrade a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You, you really I loved Upgrade I seen Upgrade about a year after you seen it it was really good but you you I mean, you, you fucking embraced this yeah, you were you know like why isn't this the best film in the world I think because I, I went into that film and it was, a, it was a, a Thursday night at like 7 o'clock I was waiting for Jill to finish work so I went and seen it and I was not expecting anything from it and you're going to be like holy fuck I love this yeah. same thing I went so, and I saw, first saw Dog Soldiers yeah. I had no expectation of this film so I didn't know anything about it and it's like this film is absolutely phenomenal I am absolutely loving this so Upgrade I really enjoyed yeah. so I was excited to see him do this film um, I was also excited the idea of like, so this is it's Invisible Man but it's, t- it's a different guy it's not about the Invisible Man it's about the victim of the Invisible Man yeah. so you've got um, a woman who is in a domestic relationship that's abusive she escaped from that relationship and she's living it with her friend and she's trying to sort of get her life back together. She received news that her abusive husband has died um, and had had suicide and after that she starts to notice things around the house and around in her world that indicate that this guy might not be dead. In fact, he might be invisible because he is an optics inventor. Yeah. He invents optical things so he has the technology and the, the whereabouts to become the invisible man to wear big giant glasses yeah. <laughs> yes. invisible but what the interesting thing about it was this film is made for like it's, it's a uh, Blumhouse Blumhouse film so yeah. it's made for like 9 or 10 million bucks it's not made for a lot so they have to get the, it's more about tension and about the, the film itself rather about the effects laden things so it's, this was supposed to be at one point part of the dark universe yeah yeah. and um, it was with um Mummies in there, um, Dracula and Toad stuff like that. Yeah, so it's going to be um, at one point Johnny Depp was, was touted to play this. Yeah. So what's interesting is the Mummy had a budget of 140 million something like that. Yeah. This had eight million. Yes. And you know, again, it's that Blumhouse magic, isn't it? Yes. You know, as as you've said before, the less money you've got, the more fucking inventive you need to get. With yeah. that money, you do have. Do so, you know what I mean? And, and it shows. So in the film, you've got Elizabeth Moss playing the main protagonist of the film. Not the visible man, she plays. Yeah. victim um, Aldous Hodge plays I think it's her best friend no I think he plays uh, I don't know if he plays actually uh, Michael Dorman as well Harriet Dyer plays the, the friend and Olivia Jackson Cohen plays the invisible man he was, she a Cohen? no Cohen not Cohen huh. um, so 
I was, I was excited for this film, as you, you were, yeah. I was excited yeah, for this film because yeah. I liked the director, because I liked um, the, I liked the Invisible Man premise as well. Um, I went to the film worried a little bit, because I went to the cinema absolutely packed with people, and I thought this would be really arsy crowd, because the film built on tension, you could be people talking through it. Yeah. Happily, good cinema crowd I got, no one wanted to talk, and this film was fucking fantastic. I absolutely loved it from start to finish. The reviews for it have been phenomenal. Yes. Phenomenal. The opening 20 minutes is probably the most, one of the most tense, scary things I've ever seen in my life. And you don't know anything about it. All you know is when she wakes up and you think, what's going on here? And she starts sneaking around the house with her boyfriend sleeping, mm. or her husband sleeping. So you realise at that point, obviously, she's trying to escape. And every single moment is like just filled with like so much fear that she's going to do something that will wake him up. You, you can tell by her, 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 her actions. She is terrified of this guy. Yeah. And but you can see it's really it's so well done. And really from that moment on it pretty much continues in that vein from pretty much start to finish. So what's irked me about this is that I do want to see it. Um but the trailer Does it sell it's well? a really bad trailer. But it, it pretty much gives you I mean I know the invisible man, you know, yeah. you kinda of, the title kinda of, yeah. if you you, you know, know what it's about. Yeah. But I mean it, it, the trailer gives you everything. Yeah. It, it, it does. It lays it out in a fucking plate. Do you know what I mean, abusive relationship. He dies. He comes back. He's inv- it, it just gives you yeah. everything in the trailer. I would give you this. When, when he dies, it's quite early in the film, and you because you're watching a film called The Invisible Man. Yeah. She might think he's dead. You're pretty he, much you aware know. Yeah, he's yeah, not dead. Yeah. You, so, so you're under that guy's. So you you at that point know more than she does. Yeah. yeah. What the director does really very well. He treats the Invisible Man aspect of it like the shark from Jaws. Doesn't show you much. Obviously, it's invisible man. So you can't really do much. He's not. It's not like this thing where somebody walking by with like a trench coat on or any shit like that or anything like. That. What you maybe see is she'll be standing. You might see an extra puff of breath somewhere. And you're like, oh shit. You'll frame it in a way so that she's not dead center. She, you'll frame it off. Yeah. So yeah. you're constantly looking at the black space. You're, you're, you're looking for something. Uh, and or nothing happening. Something, yeah. something will happen. Something. Nothing happens. But that's what keeps you on edge for yeah. the whole film. Same like Spielberg does with George. You know, he, yeah. You know, he may frame the film and things like that. Um, the finale, there's a, there's a finale, there's a false finale, there's a finale. It does seem quite anticlimactic compared to the first hour. It doesn't quite feel as tense. It does get a little bit towards it. It's not quite action movie, but it gets a bit towards like your typical horror film. Yeah, yeah. But because the first hour and a half of the film is so fucking terrifying and so fucking nerve wracking, you, you embrace it. And you, you almost need something just to break the tension. Like, give me give me something I know. I need to breathe, I need to breathe. Yeah, yeah. that kind of level. So you need to know something. Has this been your favourite interpretation of the story? I would say yes. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I, I would say it's. I like the, I like. It's an interesting take on it. Mm-hmm. You know, the Invisible Man's always been. He always loses it. You know, he always ends up raping someone or killing someone. That's the whole point. He, he goes mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and he's always treated as some sort of like sort of wronged hero in some way. Like he's sort Good of time. Yeah, 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 definitely. There's been that aspect of it. Yeah. Whereas in this one, he's treated more as like a he's, he's a dick and he's an evil, sadistic bastard. Yeah, and he's, yeah. And and he's he out. invisible and evil. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he is treated as the. The, the, the bad thing in the film. So how does it hold up to something like maybe the classic memoirs of an Invisible Man starring Chevy Chase? I think it's slightly better than that, yeah. It's just marginally better than, than, than uh, Chevy Chase. Which that was, was played, awful. That was played a lot straighter, I think it was. It, it was. It yeah. was. There was bits in that that were like, and, and some bits were a bit disturbing as well, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's also better than Hollow Man as well, which... Invisible I didn't Man. mind Hollow Man. Um, I think... The actors gave Hollow Man a lot more stature than it probably deserves. Yeah, I absolutely yeah, agree. Yes, yeah, absolutely agree. But yeah. I, I didn't mind Hollow Man. Yeah. But this, 
genuinely it is my first 10 out of 10 for the year. Well, which is a real, it's, it's a shame though because people are loving this movie and they've basically said no, we're not doing a Dark Universe. I'm okay with and, and this is a platform that, that should have been like, because I really want to see Russell Crowe, Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Which for me so far in the Dark Universe, for what there's been of it, has been standout. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's that's the one thing I want to see is Crowe's fucking interpretation of Because that wee bit in the mummy, he was, was he good. just came along, stole the fucking show, walked away. It. And it's a shame that it's probably never going to happen Doesn't now. I mean, I would say they might still do Elves of Dark Universe in this, you know, they'll take the characters again and still do them, but yeah. maybe they'll re evaluate the budget for it and re evaluate how they're going to push yeah. it forward yeah. because they can do. You can have an Invisible Man film without a Wolfman with it as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, but it would be fucking awesome if you both them together. It would be cool, <laughs> but I don't, I don't need it in any way. So that's a 10 out of 10? 10. 10 out of 10. I'm going to take it. Um, the, the main girl, she's the one that's in a Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale that. and also West Wing, if you know that. Us as well. I've, yeah, that. I've seen her in a couple of things and she, she does seem to be... An, fucking actress she is it was amazing Th- this girl's got you know talent about her but what I love about her is she does all this really serious really like hard watch stuff listen to interviews with her she seems so happy and so friendly and so cool and you go that's nice you're not this really she obviously is very good at her craft yeah, she's very deep yeah. in, but she seems to be able to enjoy it as well yeah, yeah. Um, and talk about it so that, that was really nice I was really happy would you say that it, it's hard that's made it a 10 out of 10 film the, the, if it was there was somebody else in it I know. mean I, I, you can't, it's hard to judge because the director does, so much, does so much with, it, like, with what he's got to give you this sense of tension this sense of tone and this presence because like I said the presence of something there even if you, there's nothing there and that's yeah. really difficult to do and you feel yeah. worried but yeah. her performance is not nothing short of fantastic yeah. there is a scene in a restaurant in this film that genuinely had the cinema was in gasping and freaking out oh. it, honestly and it, you will you do react to it and it's a visceral reaction to it as well well I'm going to see it uh, next week and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it more and more see the trailer I was I thought looked fucking awful but mm. I've been reading reviews and hearing kind of people talk about it and yeah I'm quite quite excited yeah, so, it should be yeah, yeah. it's so good like, cool then then, absolutely loved it well Next film is one you have seen as well. Yes. It's um, the Oscar winning film of this year, the best director, best movie, best foreign film as well. Um, and that film is Parasite, directed by Bon John Ho. Which yes. is, I know we've not talked about it, it's been out for a while, but we've only just around it. I've only just around seen it, and so I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, he directed Snowpiercer, which yes. I think we both love. Um, the Host. The Host, which I loved yep. as well. Okja. I liked Okja. We both liked He's Okja. not really done anything that. We don't like. No, yeah, he's yeah, a good director. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the plot is something I'm trying to talk about without ruining the film. So I'm trying to I'll skip around the plot as best I can. Since it's about a family living in Korea, who they live in poverty, but it's sort of a, it's sort of a redefined poverty. They're living, they sort of they're living like in a basement, but they're trying to build a way out of poverty, and they're obviously not layabouts. They're trying to work. By doing, yeah, to, no, to an extent, but they what? don't want it. Work. They, they want to. They, they want it as easy as possible. So they're doing work, but to not not to the best of their abilities, no, not with any kind of conviction. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Anyway, the son of the family, there's a mum, dad, son, and daughter. The son gets a job tutoring um, because his friend is made in the country. He gets a job. He gets a job. He takes his place of tutoring uh, a young girl yeah. in a very affluent family. Yes. Yeah. From there, he manages to ingrate his sister into the house by she educates the son yep. in that house um, and essentially take advantage of the mother of that family who is quite, um, what's the word? 
stupid. She's, she's, she's a bit simple, yeah. She's <laughs> yeah. Very, very, very trusting. She's lovely, but, but she's, she's daft. The reference yeah. in the film, she, they can be nice and they can be trusting because they're rich. Yeah. Which is kind of yes. gets to the point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and from that, then the rest of the family start working in the house by replacing other members of that household staff. And then the film sort of goes on from there. Yeah. And that's without ruining that sort of and does come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the premise of the film. Yeah, yeah. It's very much a, a social study yes. um, of class. Yeah. In yeah. the film, you've got Kang Ho Song plays the dad. Uh, Su Kun Lee plays the, I think it's the mother. Yeah. Um, the, the mother of, no, Song Kun Lee plays the father of the rich family. Yes. Yes. Uh, Cho Wab Sheik, I think it is, plays a son. Uh, Park Sodan plays a daughter. And Lee Sun Kwan plays a, the housekeeper, who is also very good in the film. Which, well. um, all of the mentioned names are in all of his other films yes. as well. He, he, he very much likes, he, he's got, you know, a body of actors that he likes to use. And they, they, they all seem to have a chemistry because it works. Yeah, interesting that they won all the awards, but none of them get the nominated for actor categories. And I think some of them are actually very good in the film. <laughs> It's hard because it's a translation because it's a different language, yeah. you know, different cadence, stuff like that. So a lot of the animation of the language and stuff like that may be lost on a Western audience. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Um, I'm trying to not sound fucking offensive here in any way. Yeah. Don't sound trumping what you're going to do. No, 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 no. That's not, no. no. Not, not at all. Not at all. Um, I know you didn't get to see this film sooner. I thought it was fantastic. I yeah. thought it was a great thriller. Um, twists and turns like nothing else you don't really know where it's going to go yeah. it takes a couple of real proper left and right turns I mean the last half hour just you know picks you up shakes you puts you back down <laughs> and then shakes you again <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's it's a film that I think a lot of stuff might get lost on people with it yeah it's just, there's, there's a lot of depth in it and yeah. you think about it if you don't come away thinking about it then you've kind of maybe missed the, point of film. the bigger part of what it's about because yeah. you know it really does get into your head and yeah. you know you, you're kind of thinking yeah. right so that meant that this meant that I do think though that because it is a Korean movie and it, it, it does you know a lot of it's about Korean culture as well yes. Some references lost as well because I'm not Korean, and you know, and there's kind of the rock thing. That was the only thing that they didn't get. It, it's a thing to do. Yeah, I know, uh, I, I, I know that. My interpretation of that is, you know, there's always going to be this rock holding you down. Uh-huh. That's what I took it at, yeah. um, which is probably a very Western stand to take on it. Oh, it's, it's, uh, what's this, what's the guy who used to have to drag the rock, the Greek myth. Oh yeah, there's that as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, I just seen it as you know, you're always going to be held back by you know, you're down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is these rocks are real things in Korea and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that. And you know, stuff like that's maybe lost on, on us because well, I don't. That's the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's 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 actually the only reference I didn't really get. Everything else seemed to make sense to me. Yeah, and there was stuff like you know, the first time they were drinking the beer, it was like the shitty beer in Korea. The next beers they had was like Sapporo and Porto beer. Yeah, Wee things like that. That that, that make means nothing. Yeah, yes. yeah, but. You know, on screen in Korea would be a, a, a laugh giggle because it means a lot more. Interesting, I'll film done that later on that we can talk about that I actually thought it was a really clever thing. We'll talk, we'll get to later on. Um, yeah, that idea. Um, but it, it, I mean, I've, I've been on Mike say this, I think, already, and I'm going to say it again. I don't think for me it was best picture. Probably the runner up to that 1917 still steals it for me. But I, I mean, every nomination, you know, it, it's got it. So so deserves. I would argue that 1917 probably probably should have got best director in terms of direction. It is a phenomenal feat to make that film. Mm. But in terms of the best film, I can absolutely see why to give it to this because it's it's the social themes on it. The um, 
the idea, you know, how much you make you think about the idea of like what a parasite is, because you yeah. can look at both ways. Because like, yeah, yeah. Are, are they parasites yeah. or are the rich family parasites? Yeah. You know, it's like, and just the, the sheer balls of the twist, the, like the twist it takes and the chance yeah. it takes. Well, because it, it goes into it, you go. Am I supposed to like this guy still? Yeah, you don't. Am I supposed yeah. to go with this guy? Yeah. Am I supposed to like this family when essentially <laughs> they're doing... They're, they're, they don't do anything overtly evil. But they're crooks and swindlers. Yes, yeah, still, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, But they're, they're like, you know, you're like, oh, they're, they're kind of okay, but uh-huh. no, they're not. I guess they are. Like, no one, do you I'll, think? Hopefully no one in the early part of the film gets hurt for what they do. Yeah. It's later on we find yeah, yeah. other stuff happening. Um, do you think the, the film would be viewed through different eyes for different classes I think? definitely think that yes do you think, do you think that an upper class would see a I, different film for reason? I absolutely do think that not, yes. not that I'm putting us in the same place no, no. but do you know what I mean like, there's like in a lower upper middle class I, I think there like, is no middle you would class see you, you would see different think, a, a different film absolutely. depending on, on your experience <coughs> of the world as well I absolutely do think there's I think if you're someone of a sort of higher class you may see this almost straight out of horror Possibly, because yeah. it's someone who's <laughs> yeah. in, someone basically taking yeah. your family and increasing yeah. your family and taking advantage of your family, yeah. and you see that in a very negative light. Yeah. I think people like yourself, who maybe are the sort of lower end of the social hierarchy, <laughs> um, yeah. hierarchy, you know, sort of maybe like you no know, higher, you know, lower middle class type mm. thing we are so you may see more going like I totally get what people are doing. I get why yeah. they try to do it, and yeah. ultimately, I wouldn't take that route myself to go with them. But I see why it's an option to them because. Their other option, what they've got, doesn't seem particularly great either. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I think it's definitely um, a film that's seen too. Just quickly like put it, Lorraine's favourite scene was um, the one where they were kind of running back to the house and oh. flood down all the stairs, and she really liked the, the kind of metaphor of, you know, kind of down, 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 the down. Whole city, you know, the city's going yeah, down. Yeah, she, she really embraced that. That was that kind of, the, the fact that all the shit flows down. Yeah, that, I got that as yeah, well, yeah, is, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, what, what I would say um, of this man's body I worked so far is he keeps getting billed as you know master filmmaker and he's a a deserving title yeah Yeah, absolutely absolutely. he is but what I've liked about him I've listened to him doing interviews um, and he's not a guy who's sort of very art housey he he loves Star Wars he loves Spielberg films he loves you know all that stuff he loves American cinema as well and you can see that in all these films you know the host is Jurassic Park but it's got Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Snowpiercer is basically a, a Western action movie, but yeah. he happens to put a lot of social commentary yeah. into it as well. Yeah. So he, I like the fact he films angry, that's why he films are so accessible just now. Western films with a Korean... Korean slant movie, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and that's what I think is great. Did he, was he involved in Train of Busan? Uh, no, I don't, think, I don't think so. Like it could be wrong. I don't think so. Like it could be wrong. Possibly. Um, yeah. Out of ten, sir, is the big one. I and think I gave it a nine. I think I'll give it a nine as well. Yeah. I agree. It's a phenomenal film. Loved it from start to finish. Um, and was completely taken aback. And the two and a bit hours it's on flies by. It does. You, you don't notice it at all. And I'm, I am interested to see it again. Actually, just to see how. If I notice other things in it, like throughout, throughout the whole film, if yeah. I start seeing things. Well, that would be a thing I pointed out. Yeah. You'll be a little fuck. Yeah. I think that's why I gave it a 9 out of 10, but there was a few things that yeah. I, I was a bit kind of, I don't, don't, I get don't understand that. Yeah. And it's, it's a minor niggle, a minor, minor niggle, oh. but it does stop it from being a perfect film. Next film up is one I saw you haven't seen, but I think you'll like it. It's called The Call of the Wild, um, directed by Chris Sanders. This is his, um, I believe, his. Live action debut. He directed Lilo and Stitch. Oh, okay. and also Hitching Your Dragon. This man's got some heavy fellas. Yeah. Uh, some big hitters. Yeah, we are Lilo and Stitch fans. The lady next to me is a massive yeah, Lilo and I Stitch do fan. Lilo. Stitch is yeah. a badass. 
Yeah. Um, the, the plot of the film essentially is about uh, it's based on a book by Jack London it was written in 1903 mm. so it's been adapted wildly and there's, there's a lot a lot of variations of this movie it's about a dog that lives in California it's got a very affluent family basically it's too big for its world um, it gets kidnapped and sent to the Alaskan tundra where it becomes a, a dog on a sled you know and sort of pulling raw mail um, from that it then goes somewhere else essentially it's, it's a dog's journey through its various guises in order to become wild essentially it finds a new home and somewhere it belongs but you're seeing it all through the eyes of the dog rather than through any humans the, okay. the dog is sort of the, the only protagonist so it's, it's not groundbreaking no we've seen it before yeah. but what is interesting it's not a dog going home yeah. You know, normally it's about a dog trying to find yeah, back yeah. to its, its home, but you know, yeah. homeward bound and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, eight dogs, purpose, dog's journey, all, all that, that kind of stuff. stuff yeah. It's not doing that, it's, it's kind of finding its own way in life. It's just seeing how, 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 how like, much in the same way that any human being changes in life and moves. Yeah. And Quick, just pause. Why did they get kidnapped? Because they used to steal dogs back in the 1900s or 1800s to take them up to Alaska because they wanted dogs to pull sleds and stuff up in the right, okay. tundra. So it actually generally was a, a crime. People did do it. They stole these like big dogs that could like, like pull sleds and everything like that for, yeah, for a long big, time. Big strong dog, I'll yeah. take that off you go. Exactly, cool. yeah. So in the film you've got Harrison Ford and his bearded surly greatness. Um, Omar Sy, who you know from, I know from Jurassic World, the first one, he's um, Chris Pratt's mate in Jurassic World. Yes. Cara, yeah. yep. um, I think it's uh, she's a Canadian actress. Um, also Dan Stevens pops up in it as well as the kind of main baddie of such. Um, and Karen Gillian pops up in oh. it as well for like literally two minutes. I didn't even recognise her. I was like, oh shit, that's Karen Gillian. That's Karen Gillian, she's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also Bradley Whitford, who I'm a big fan of from West Wing and obviously yes. Get Out and all that, all yeah. that kind of stuff, and Cabin in the Woods and stuff like that. Um, I'll be brief on it if you've not seen it. It's, I would end with very low expectations, heard some bad reviews. The things that I heard reviews being bad about was the fact that the CGI of the dog is at times ropey, let's be nice Off to Putin. it. Yes. Yeah. That is true. There is times the dog CGI does look a little bit dodgy. It does look a bit. You can tell it's a CG dog. You can tell it's been animated. Um, but through that, this film's got a lot of heart, a lot of charm, and all the actors are all very committed. They know they're doing something a nice film. If you know, yeah. they're doing something that little families will enjoy and things like that. So there's a lot of warmth to it, and, and because of that, I actually I found it a lot more charming and, and lovable. Than I expect to find it. Yeah, which yeah. is always nice, isn't yes. it? When you go in thinking, oh, yeah. I bet I suppose I better watch it, yeah. and then you end up, like, I'm glad I watched yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on the same guys. If you're a fan of films like Free Willy and um, Homeward Bound, like the top before, you know all these kind of movies. I think the things we know. Yeah. If you like those kind of movies, then this is 100 for you. It's a, a bit of a resurgence just now in the kind of dog movie because, let's say, we have had recently a dog's purpose, a dog's journey, a dog's way home. You've had this, do you know what I mean? There has seems to be a spate of dog movies recently. There is, but I think more just these films always do well. Yeah. They always get families who won't see them and they'll play on BBC or ITV at Christmas time and back yeah. holidays and people put the kids there but they'll watch them and, you, and it's it's very safe entertainment. Yeah. You know, there's not there's no sex, there's no violence, but there's violence but it's, 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 it's family friendly violence, yeah. yeah. It was all such a thing. It's very safe. <laughs> it's a PG, there's nothing really really graphic in it. So the, the, the big name on this one who doesn't have a lot of screen time is Harrison Ford. More than I thought. Right. More than I, yeah, because the way we read about it originally was that he's like for five minutes. He's he narrates it. And he also does pop up in it and he is sort of He's probably the person who's with the dog the longest out of everybody. All right, okay. So okay. he has got a bigger story. So Harrison Ford, well-known love eyes. Yeah. You know, he, at one point he was ha- 
Han Solo. Yeah. I mean, he's been all kind of characters, John Book from Witness, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Harrison's getting older now. He's, he's an old fella. He is uh, an old boy. And, he, you know, he's got to be a bit more selective of who he plays on screen. Yes. How is Mr. Ford holding up on he's, screen? He's looking lovely. Does he still have that charm Harrison and Ford wit? Harrison still a movie star. You look at him and you go, he is still every inch yeah. the movie star you know. There's very few movie stars left in the world. It, it's, it's, yeah, they, they, are the you know, they can be great actors, but genuine 100% movie stars, there's so few of them now. He's left. still got that on screen, you look and you know, you're like, that's, that's Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The role, but you go, that's, that's an actor, that's a movie star. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still has it. Which is, you get it with Tom Cruise as well, and you're like, you know, he's, he's bigger than any role he's ever going to play, yeah. but. In a good way, yeah. it's not a negative, it's like, it's fucking Tom Cruise, yeah, exactly. no, that's Harrison Ford, like Ford, I like that. Ford, Cruise, Hanks, yeah, yeah. Redford before he retired as well. Pitt, possibly. Pitt's a movie star who's also a great actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Douglas, I would put in that vein as well. I, I think would. whenever you see Michael Douglas, you're like, fuck Michael Douglas, do you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, because he's, he's, he's got the whole family history as well, yeah, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. almost it's a, you know, family, you know trio of like actors and skills there, you know, yeah. so it's massive. I mean I know recently he was in um, Star Wars uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And it, I mean he was he was in it for about two minutes. If that. But it warms your heart, do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, because you do you've just got this smile and this you're like but not only is it Harrison Ford it's Harrison Ford playing his most iconic character. So you know you've got this Ooh. double whammy of heart warming oh what? See when I think Harrison Ford I think indie. Ah, Han Solo. You Han Solo? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it's, that's interesting. Isn't it? that's when I think Han Solo, I think, when I think in, uh, Han Solo, I think of um, Indy. I might go straight to Indy, but... No, I, I do go Han Solo. But I saw Indy before I saw Star Wars. Star Wars, but I saw Star Wars first. Um, but both are... Oh, I, I, iconic, I, the hell. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The pop culture, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Very quickly, they said, out of ten, seven out of ten. Wow. Fun. Take yeah. care. I will also give credit, I don't remember who's listening, but... I went and saw it at 3 o'clock on a Sunday um, at the Cinema in Glasgow. Cinema was packed with families, kids, and I, at a real moment going, ah, oh, shit, this is going to be noisy because they've been talking their way through it, yeah. they're going to be arsy through it, you know. Every kid to a, a person was absolutely phenomenal. Which is a good movie. They laughed at the right moments, they were giggling, they were happy, they were not talking through it, they were, they were being respectful to the film. And I've got to say, the parents of the people in that film, you, you're raising good children. <laughs> and I appreciate what you're doing with them. This to, because I've got kids and I go to the cinema a lot, um, the movie makes or breaks it as well. If it's a shitty movie, you will see kids fucking squirming. Yes. If yes. it's a good movie, they will be transfixed. Well, these kids are As you got, which was good. So it's a good movie, I guess, good. an testament to the film as kids well. Kids were engaged in it, and that yeah. tells you a lot, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Next one, again, very quick, you've not seen it, a film called Greed, um, directed by Michael Winterbottom, who did the film The Wedding Guest, The Look of Love, uh, Cock and Bull Story, 24 Hour Party People. I've not seen any of them. You've seen Book of Love? No. That's alright. Um, plot of this film is basically the Philip Green biopic without being about Philip Green. Who's Philip Green? He's the guy who ran BHS into the ground but also took all the pension money. A couple of years ago, basically. Remember BHS went bust? No. Nope. Well, BHS went bust, he walked out with shit tons of money and didn't really give a fuck about the workers and stole all their pensions, basically. Sounds like any other rich fucker in this world, but okay. hey. Yeah. This all bit, so... <laughs> Class, there you go, we're back on the yeah. class again, you see. Um, the Philip Green cat in this film is planning his birthday party to try and get up himself, but show he is still the cool guy, he's still sort of in the world and he's still... Just after the BHS. Yes, right. so he's still trying to show that he's a, he's, he's a man, you know, and he still can have power. Um, and he's, like, he's trying to plan this big massive party in Crete, you know, because of Greece. He's a big massive amphitheatre he's building, he's got lions and all this kind of mad shit, and he's got his wife there, his ex-wife there, his kids there, all these celebrities are coming as well. And just sort of that going off the rails. 
with another week about flash. So quickly, I'm, right, you've, so you've caught me on the, the real aspect of this fella. Yeah. Was it Peter Green? Philip Green. Philip Green. So when, when all this happened, did he get you know fucking dragged over coals for it by he the did, press and stuff like that? Or did he, press, he, get, he would never go over the press. Get dragged over the coals by the, the government. But ultimately, he still got his money. He still got his knighthood, and he's living a life of luxury. So basically, yeah, nothing, nothing. Yeah. So that's what's on the bill. It's been uh, sad. Yeah, Steve Coogan plays the Philip Green character, who's not called Philip Green, but he's still the Philip Green character. Um, Isla Fisher plays his ex-wife. I do like Isla I like Fisher. Isla as well. Yeah. Um, Shirley Henderson from, if you know, Harry Potter. She plays the Moaning Myrtle. Yeah, I know who you yeah, mean. She's exactly like, who you mean. Yeah. She plays his mother. She's a good actress. She's a good actress. Yeah. yeah. And you got David Mitchell from Mitchell and Webb. He plays a reporter who's trying to do a, a book on. Character. I think I prefer Webb to Mitchell. Yeah. Just on a side <laughs> note. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Asa Butterfield is in it as well. He oh, plays the son. I, I've really liked him a lot. He's a kind of wee favourite of mine. Oh, yeah. he, he was a boy that was in the Enders game and stuff like that. End of the fucking world as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that boy a lot. Good, good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is, it's at times very clever, very funny, make you giggle, make you laugh, but there's at least 30% more plot than it actually requires. Yeah. It's, it's a scattergun approach to try to cover. It's try to cover you know, this entitlement idea, this sort of these fat cat bonuses, he's all trying to cover this guy with a midlife crisis, he's also got some family dynamics of the family of his son trying to take over the business, he's also trying to make a point on the migrant story as well, because he's very part he's been held, there's like sort of, it's in the Greek course, all these livings are coming over, and there's, Why is there so much in this there's fucking so film? much in the film, it doesn't yeah. need that, there's also a, when it, his daughter in the film is also like on a sort of like made in Chelsea type show, so yeah. the whole Jesus, man. the character thought around doing that, and also, there's a camera crew filming his life as well for this party. Is that a panic film? You know, let's just fucking see. Something's got to stick, basically. It, Something it, must it, stick in the throat. It does seem like they had a lot of ideas. They decided rather than sort of streamline it, yeah. like two or three, they put all of them in it. And it, because of that, it feels like the only person who's in that space is Steve Coogan. Because it's, his, oh, because it's, it's Steve Coogan. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else is sort of minor role. I, said, I mentioned he's a butterfly in the playing the sun. He has maybe three or four scenes at most. Which is a shame. It's a shame, yeah. 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 Same with Shirley Henderson, she got a couple of key scenes, not much in it. David Mitchell has a bit more to do in it, but not anywhere near what he probably deserves. There's a lot of other good actors in the film who don't get enough, enough time. Um, the cast are all believable what they do, but like I said, no, no time. Um, and the finale, the final 20 minutes, is a little bit kind of unbelievable, a bit mad. Yeah. And it kind of takes a jump. I would say it jumps a shark, but it involves a lion. So it doesn't jump the shark, it jumps, it jumps, jumps the line. line. Yeah. So you've got this film that's throwing things at you 100 miles an hour. You know, you're trying to keep up with it and just at the end it thinks, you know what, fuck it, there you go. Take yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah. Right, okay, um, okay. And then it rolls on from that for another 10 minutes and you're like, hell, this is Stop, like, stop. Stop, yeah. <laughs> so, at times it's very funny. At times some of the throwaway lines that they could do are very, very clever. You know, I'm a big fan of Alan Partridge, so I, yeah. so I enjoy, I, I can enjoy cooking sort of rye wit. Um, and there's moments that it's very, it can be bitingly funny, and you're also like, oh shit, that's offensively bitingly funny, but mm. I get what you're, I get, I get the point with the same there. Um, but when it tries to be sort of get more political and be more serious and be sort of like trying to make a point and try and have like value to it in some way, that's when it kind of falls apart. It, kind of, it, it, it loses something at that point. So, because enjoy it, I giggled at it, but yeah, a bit, a bit too much in it. Um, six and a half out of ten. I don't like Steve Coogan at all. Very odd for you to I'm say not that. a massive fan of British cinema, so this is not one That's for not me. Joe's <laughs> not a fan of Milo. No, like I don't either. get him. Yeah. Does it? Nothing against the guy. Just 
he shimmered his dick to him, wasn't he? To be honest, I'm, much, I'm not a huge fan of British comedy generally, mm. but there is something about, not even Steve, look at like Steve Coogan that much, I enjoy his partridge character, right, I think it's a very funny character. I think that's my least favourite Steve Coogan. Yeah, I, I, I think that's very, I think it's a, it's a fantastic, and I like how he's used yeah. him throughout his career, yeah. but I get why people don't like him, I get why he would grate yeah. on people. Um, yeah, so 6.5 out of 10. Oh, that's actually, that's, it's watchable. That sounds watchable. generous. For, for what you've described, it sounds generous. Actually, the feelings are definitely there, so you went to know the feelings are there, but there is a lot to enjoy in it, but there is a sense of me working out, come out and go, what the fuck? <laughs> no, what the fuck, you're sort of like, oh, there's, there's problems with that. And, and yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's only 100 minutes long, so it is pretty brief. Yeah. So it's not bad. Next one, you have seen this one. I have seen this one. So there's new stuff you've seen we can talk more about. So this one is called Dark Waters. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Created by Todd Haynes, who did Carol, mm-hmm. back a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was uh, a... sexy... Yeah, yeah it was sexy. Not. <laughs> I, I found it sexy. He's uh, done Velvet Goldmine as well, if you've ever seen that film. Mm-hmm. Um, so the plot of this film is, there is a chemical company called DuPont. And so, Mas- that's the true story. The true story. Yes. Massive chemical company Very fucking true. called DuPont, um, who may or may not have been poisoning the local water. No, they did. Well, yeah, but in the film they decided may or may oh, not, yeah, not, yeah. May not be doing it. In Hollywood. May or may not be doing it. Um, a farmer who's local to where the dumping thing starts and obviously cows dying, he goes to a friend of his grandmother's. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, friend. No, it's his. His, gra- his, his grandmother's grandson. Yes. Who's Mark Ruffalo, who's, who's a lawyer, yes. a corporate lawyer. Corporate lawyer who works on the other side. His job is to get people off of these To crimes. defend yeah. corporate companies, and yeah. Ruffalo starts investigating. He's got some really bad shit going on and he starts to try and uncover it. While he's trying to uncover it, he basically destroys his career and it's him trying to basically show how this massive corporation who's in the hands of the government and in everyone's pockets and has a real culture of fear in this small town. Yeah. Um, and he tries to expose what they're doing to people. And that's the end of the film. Pretty much, yeah. 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 Um, so in the film, you got Matt Ruffalo Matt, playing the Ruffalo. Yeah, play, play. He's, he's very much he's a character. Though, and yeah. This one is Matt Ruffalo. Generally, he's beefed up. He's got you know the, the kind of pouting lip, you yeah. know stuff like that. The shambling kind of yeah. mannerism stuff like that. It, it's Matt Ruffalo being a character, which is good. It's good. It's you good. Got, Matt Ruffalo. You got Anne Hathaway as well. Who is throwaway in this Love film? Bit, unfortunately, yeah. we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Tim Robbins comes on pretty yes. well. Nice yes. Yes. Uh, Bill Camp plays the farmer. Yeah. I thought it was excellent in the he film. Was, he was, I mean, he played the anger with, with such passion and yeah. Yeah. I was surprised he was not mentioned for Best Supporting Actor. Pause, yeah. I don't know when the film came out, maybe, maybe next year, but I thought he, was, he, he got that real sense of just a guy who's been bottling it down and just doesn't want, he, he's not allowed to show it because he's like of his upbringing, yeah. but he's got it there and yeah. you see it. It's I mean, so, every line he delivered was, you know, a, a fucking gunshot, you know, yeah. it was, you know, it, it was spat out. Yeah. And, yeah, and Bill yeah. Pullman also turns up in it as well. He does, doesn't yeah. he? Um, I was he was my least favourite and I thought he went caricature. A little bit, yes. It, it, it made, I mean it may have been the character that he was, Possibly, yes. was like that, but it did come across as, you know, wall being yeah. an and, and also Victor Garber is in it as well. Yeah. I like Victor Garber. As a Star Trek fan, you like Victor Garber as well, you know, in Voyager? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um so I thought it was a film that it reveres its banality. It's a subject that is ultimately boring. But it embraces yeah. that aspect of it, yeah. you know, because I've heard everyone talk about the actual lawyer, and he said basically he's not a very charismatic guy. I've heard he's, that, yeah, he's a very ordinary, he'd, like I said, it's that shambling, you know. Dull, yeah. He's a fucking lawyer. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And doesn't really inject any sort of real sort of flamboyance into him. He, yeah. is, he is very much a very sort he of... He plays him as, you know, a dart. Yeah, yeah kind of, yeah. yeah. And there's no 
sense this film wants to put like an, a, a, just a random action scene into the film or sort of they, they, they hint at one in the trailer with a sort of maybe they're bombing the car that's in the trailer but that's a bit as exciting as it gets that, that, that was it that yeah. was the exciting bit yeah. and it's like oh, wait, I've, I've seen that in the trailer <laughs> there is literally whole scenes where you see Mark Ruffalo just moving boxes but it's a tense film yeah and it, it, it builds on that and it uses the sort of the banality and the sort of like the, the idea like in order to get somewhere this you have to work harder you have to keep at it and you have to like, sort of no matter and everything you think you're getting two steps forward you get kicked back five yeah. you know and it's like it's yeah. just that constant keeping pushing and pushing and pushing and I thought yeah. was that that was that came across really well yeah yeah. Um, I enjoyed this the same as you I, I kind of went in not really knowing much about it I knew yeah. vaguely about the story yeah. for, for back in the day because um, like I say it's true true events um, basically this company manufactured Teflon, Teflon yeah. which you have in your frying pan still yeah. to this day I believe um, and Teflon's bad it pollutes yeah. things um, it's called a, a, a forever a, chemical forever chemical they, these chemicals are forever they will um, not die they will not go away and can't go it's down. in all of us now because these fuckers put it in the atmosphere and into the planet and stuff like that way back then yeah. and this is what film's about and it's in me just now talking yeah. you, I've got Teflon if you listen to it you probably have it yeah, yeah. 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 98% of all living well, 100% have. of all living creatures have it 98% of humans have it there you go so, so we've, we've all got it we've, we've all, all got it um, yeah so it, it does it just you know it, it doesn't rush at all it, none of this no. film rushes you along you know it, it kind of goes in each kind of phase of you know like uncovering going to trial going to court judge's decision it, it you know it's set out really deliberately yeah. and it just kind of eases you in and takes you along with it and you, you kind of feel his fight and you know yeah. his hurt and stuff like that what I thought was funny was when you were saying it almost destroyed his career I got the opposite I got you know like it kind of broke his shackles from being no, no. I agree that's what it did yeah. do but at the time when he's doing it because he, at the time he first gets the case he made partner in his, in his company yeah, yeah. and that company like I said, it's a company that defends chemical companies yeah. to stop them from getting he then swaps around, swaps around. so he's supposed to, if you're a partner you're supposed to, basically the point is you bring in business to that company and you make lots of money based on that and they make a reference in the film that You've got, to get, you've got to get another pay for was like that. That's my fourth in the last what, 18 yeah. months or something like that. So yeah. he, he is essentially destroying his career because... Oh, he's right, now it's really cool, cool. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. Because of what he does, he it opens him up to so much more. And yeah. I think in many ways, I think from what I get from the film, it changed the culture of that law firm as well. Yeah. I yeah. think he's still working. Because Tim Robbins playing the boss, uh-huh. buys into you yeah. know, what he's doing, and you know, he, he lends him, you know, I'm fucking go, you know, yeah. I'll, on you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there is... The surprises throughout the film, and it you kind of know where it's going a lot of the time. You can you, you, you can hope, but you, and also you hope it's going a certain direction at certain times. But yeah. there is ups and downs to it, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it really and it it's monotonous, but I'm saying it's monotonous, but in a very good way. In the way it should be, you know, yeah. it's got you've got to uncover all this stuff, and it's got to you know explain. Here's why it's important. Here's why it matters. Yeah. Here's why it's wrong. Here's what they've done is wrong, and it's got to lay that out for you. Oh. And it does it very precisely. Yes. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. all good. I think Ruffalo was excellent in it. Very, very good. Um, yeah. I guess we talked before. Bill Cam, I thought was fantastic in it. I thought yeah. he'd, if he's not up for an Oscar because he'd missed out this year, he, he was definitely been nominated for something. Yeah. And if it's available for next year, I would say he definitely deserves a shout because I think it's a great performance by a, a really good character actor. And you. You believe who he is. Yeah. You can see who that guy is. And, yeah. And he, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't feel like an actor. It feels like a real genuine lived in person. A, a person, yeah, uh-huh. character. Yeah. And it's quite nice. And you see the end credits. They actually show some of the real actors, real people in it. Yes, which was cool. I like that. That, that, really that nice. was nice. Yeah. Um, 
So he was, he was really good in it. Um, Anne Hathaway is probably the big downside of this film. She's thrown away. She plays. Uh, so she's she's his wife. Yes. Um, and I, I mean, she does get a few scenes, but it doesn't really dig into what it no. done, which is a shame. She doesn't get a lot to do. And as much as I don't like Anne Hathaway, she's an actress. She can act. Yeah. You know. She, she, she holds screen time and attention yeah. and they don't give her it. That almost like a role. See the woman from Jurassic World who plays a mum. Yeah. It's not a role that she would do. I can't yeah. remember her name now. She's in I know who you mean, yeah. yeah. It, it seems like... It seems Jermaine Greer? No, Jermaine... Judy Greer. Judy Greer, yeah. It seems like... In nice way, it seems like a role that Judy Greer would be involved yeah. in now. Anne Hathaway seems too big a name to like an actress yeah, to be involved that in that role. That's what it is, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, great scene Tim Robbins back. Tim Robbins has not done a lot on screen recently. I like him as an actor. He had some really good scenes in this as he well, did, you yeah. know. When he, when he goes off on one, you know, he, he's still got that, you know. He's like, oh shit, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. <laughs> he's off on one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm with you with Bill Pullman. I thought he kind of a little bit, fit, played into sort of the, the, the kind of caricature of a little bit. It did feel yeah. a little bit yeah, not believable. It, yeah. But then I'm not, I don't know who the real person was. Again, it could have been that that's yeah. exactly how they were. And, you know, being you know, kind of lawyers from that neck of the woods, possibly. Who knows? But in a world where, in a, in a film where everyone else is quite dull in a way, you know, they are they're pretty dull. They're all yeah, lawyers. They're, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems really out of place. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's just he's like, oh, you know, slow thumb. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Do you think Ruffalo's got an eye for these type of movies? So he done yes. spo- he's done Spotlight. Well, um, Ruffalo is very heavily involved in this. Very um, environmentally. He was yeah. he edited it. Was was it editor or producer? No, and the editor as well. I think possibly or, or something else. But he was kind of on credits as having the whole whatever after his name as well. PGA, producer yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, he's yeah, he's very he, much involved he, in it. He took the script to Todd Haynes. Right. So it's him. He's a great influence on the film. Um, Ruffalo, from what I've read, is very much involved in um, sort of activism, and he sort of and he, he does go on protests and that kind of stuff. So he's very invested in this as well. So. Which is, I mean, because yeah. he's done Spotlight, he's done this. I'm sure there's a couple of, you know, with the kind of some of you know historical events, you know, yeah. David Goliath and stuff like that. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see where he goes next. And what I like about this film, um, and a few other films, we're kind of going. In, spoke about and we'll speak about is I love a film that by the end of it you can't wait to get your phone out and find out more about Wikipedia it. or whatever and, and that's what I done with this you know I was straight in the phone and I was like mm. you know just information 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 and I love that and also the more you read about it the more angry you get about it absolutely yeah because this one seemed to be actually pretty you know Hollywood versus life that was Pretty, pretty, pretty on, on the nose, mate. Yeah, there, yeah, there wasn't much in the film that didn't really actually happen. Yeah. You know I mean? It's um, very much if you're a fan of a film called Civil Action with um, John Travolta. I've not been, seen that. Good film, same, kind of same story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also Spotlight's a big one I would mention. About this, well. I've been reading reviews on this, um, and a lot of people are, are banding about Erin Brockovich as well. Very much Erin Brockovich. I've never seen Erin Brockovich, and this is making me think, why haven't I seen it? Slightly different. Erin Brockovich is not about a lawyer. She is. Um, she, she's a mum. She's a mum she who sort of takes it upon herself to go and do yeah. this. A great story as well. But it's similar idea of pollution and stuff like that. Pollution and yeah, sort of yeah. basically been told that you're wrong. Don't be silly. Don't go after yeah. this. No point. You. You'll, you'll be beaten down by lawyers. They'll, they'll price you out of this. They'll send you information. It'll take you two years to like two, twenty years to read, and you never get through it. And there's no point in doing it. Which says what they do in this film as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, and try and basically price them out of everything. That's the kind of So. It's good that I mean, it's inspiring to see other movies like that. So I suppose that's the point. Is you know, it builds a sense of moral injustice, and yeah. you want to get behind the, the little guys. And I, I get it. Remember, we saw Spotlight together, and we walked out, and mm. it was dead quiet after. Yeah. 
Did you think this film was This was, this was the same. Because you can see people, it's, it's that wee end statement, do you know what I mean? Like 99% of all have that in your like. I'm sure. definitely part. There's, a, there's, no, there's no way I'm not that. Yeah, yeah. But, but then, as I was, I think I'd mentioned you yesterday, um, I'm pretty sure Teflon's still Star Brother. It, it's a news. I, I don't think it's been. Um, I mean, Tefal uh-huh. is, is. That's where the name Tefal comes from, is Teflon. Yeah. So, you know, this company's taking its name from this product that's yeah. it's poisoning everyone's life. So, they must have changed the way they make it, maybe? Possibly, but it, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still, you know, it, it's still it's still getting used and we're still ingesting it. Yeah. Probably right now, as we Possibly. Speak. Possibly. Horrible. Yeah. Out of 10? Out of 10, I think I gave it a solid 8 out of 10. I'm, we're on part of the 8 yeah. out of 10 myself as well. Sir, well done. Yeah. <laughs> Similar to my friend today. Similar to. Um, and last film, um, talk about true events and the uh, sort of changing another one. Uh, we've got the true history of the Kelly Gang. Which we've both seen together. <laughs> so it's, this is the first film we've seen together since September, sir. We were talking about this. So um, Dora the Explorer together when I came back to family. Yeah, my family, right. Um, so this is the, the, the first film we've seen since September. Yeah, so True History of the Kelly Gang, directed by Justin Kuzel, who directed the film Macbeth, one with uh, Fast Friend a few years ago. Which I fucking hate. I like that film. I just, uh, I went to see that and I came out angry. Well, I, I was angry. Okay. Because yeah. I didn't realise they were going to do Shakespearean in it as well. <laughs> I thought, you know, they'll, they'll do, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not going to speak Shakespearean. And they did, yeah. and I, I was fucking angry. Yeah. I, I watched the fucking thing, I slept for a lot of it. I was there to the credits, and I was fucking angry. You um, got um, Austin Assassin's Creed? He likes Fastbender. Yeah, he likes Fastbender. Um, that, was, that was not a subtle dig at Assassin's Creed there. Um, so, and Snowtown as well, a really good Aussie film as well. She's in that film. So, part of this film, it is about the Kelly Gang, or is it about <laughs> the Kelly Gang? We don't know. It follows just the life story of Ned Kelly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's Who's a, Ned Kelly? Because there is going to be some. An issue, an, Ned an Kelly issue was an Australian or yeah, Australian outlaw who was a was he an outlaw or was he a hero? That's the question. Aha. Um, <laughs> who shot and killed many people? He's more iconic for his armor. He wore a sort of a pin suit essentially, like a suit of armor. And um, when he fought the cops in his final standoff at yeah. the, the pub, um, he was eventually hung for his crimes. Yes. It's not a spoiler; it's a historical fact. Yes. Um, Very much a Robin Hood of, of Australia. Uh, you know, we'll get to this. He was an outlaw. He was a he was a hero. Bat both, yeah. Bat both, yes. Um, interesting, I told you this last year, you didn't know this. The first ever feature-length movie of a narrative was made in 1903, and it was called The Story of the Kelly Gang. Yeah, and it actually had one of the original suits in the film. Well, did it? Not Kelly's suit, but one, but of, the, one of the other ones. Yeah, one of the That's ones. impressive. They used that in the foot. They used that and film. this was the first, uh, the first feature film? The first was 60 minutes long, it had a proper narrative, rather than just being like sort of short scenes, it was a proper well. hour-long film. I think honestly, I don't know that 20 or 30 minutes have actually survived now, but the, the, the shootout scene survives that they filmed in a few other scenes, but um, yeah, so it's, the first ever feature film was 1903 was the from the Kelly Gang. There you go. You know, wow, well, well done, sir. Yes. Uh, in the film, you've got George Mackay playing Kelly. You're a big fan of George Mackay. I, I, th- this boy is, you know, he, he's doing things to my head in, in funny ways. I think he's, th- this boy's doomed for greatness. Okay. Um, uh, everything I've seen him in so far I'd, sorry I'm quite okay. slightly call about George because I've done it with 1970 it's just every time he's on screen you, you, you've compelled to watch and you want to see what's he doing what's he doing next what's he going to do after that, I just, that that's what I get is yeah. I'm just you know I'm watching intrigued by him always intrigued by him I think he's just got that face do you know what I mean he, he's kind of cherub looking but no he's, he's got the devilish nature to him as well yeah he's face, got yeah. Every, you, you know he just kind of yeah, and it, it, it's watchable. 
yeah. ever um, so watchable. I'm saying that Nicholas Holt plays a sort of a British um, officer. He's a constable. Constable, yeah. He's a constable. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, he does very good. You've got um, Essie Davis, who we're working on who she was. She is in the Babadook. She's the mum of the Babadook. I've seen that, yes. She's she... also in Game of Thrones. She plays a Lady Crane. Yeah, yeah. Tom's and Mackenzie plays the kind of love interest of Kelly. Yeah. She's in Leave No Trace. She's also in The King and she's also in Jojo Rabbit as well. Cool. As well. And also in a lovely cameo, essentially, as Russell Crowe. Lovely cameo, lovely cameo And also in a less lovely cameo is Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, not as lovely as Russell Crowe, but yeah, yeah. lovely nonetheless. So, <laughs> what do you think of this one? Um, so, what, just quickly to rewind back to the start. So it's called... Um, the True History of the Kelly Gang. When you look up the true history of Ned Kelly on, on kind of various historical sites and whatnot, there are parts of this... I mean, it's not entirely fiction. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's not entirely non-fiction either. I know. Yeah. And this is what's wound me up, is because I went looking and I'm like, yeah, but that was... I mean, most of the characters there, apart from Hunnam's character and uh, the, the, the wife character, prostitute, you know, um, are, are, every other character's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and the events are real. Yeah. And, he, you know, he, he went to become a Bushman with the Russell Crowe character yeah. at, at later stage like, but everything's there and he was a bare knuckle boy. and I'm like this, this is fucked up because yeah. you know I'm, I'm like and it's good that the films would be so intrigued to do that but now it's got me like what's true what's not and I think the film to kind of stir up that amount of feelings and, and stuff like that and it, it's good I think the point of the film is it's last it, year this film is about the idea of legend and story yeah and it's how we interpret history as well you know because I'm sure there's people in Scottish history who we see as heroes well you Wallace he's seven foot tall oh, yeah right. <laughs> um, but there's lots of other people like that who we, 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 we see him in one light but the actual historical truth of it is, is not, not like yeah, that yeah absolutely um, yeah. and Ned Kelly very much that character in Australia so he is like you said he's revered the, and make the tell the story of Ned Kelly as being yeah. a sort of rebel against the British um Sort of, Rule and yeah, 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 oppression, like, yeah, oppression yeah, by the British yeah, soldiers, yeah. by British um, establishment things uh-huh. like that. But ultimately, he was a horse thief who killed cops, and he did rob banks, and he was a, he was a nasty. He wasn't a Robin Hood. He was more of a Bonnie and Clyde. He was. Yeah. He, he wasn't really. A, he wasn't really a nice guy. Yeah. But yeah. he is held up as a. But the public embraced him because yeah. reading online, see, it, there's these back and forth. So when you read all the it's like all his captives and stuff like that always said but he, he was courteous he was kind he was nice to us even though he had his captive and yeah. stuff like that. do you know what I mean the so, gentleman yeah. almost a gentleman outlaw but not quite but not yeah, quite yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking brilliant. brilliant it's brilliant I love he it he is sort of he's so tied up in the idea of Australian manhood as well like Australian masculinity uh-huh. it's sort of this like the, the, the neck is like this it looms very large over it so I think when this film has run into trouble I like what it did but I think when it's run into trouble in Australia specifically is when they portray him in a sort of a light that isn't this ideal picture of masculinity. Yeah. I think the true noise is a problem. A certain force of true noise is a problem with that because the big thing in the film is a lot of the time they, yeah. they, the gang are wearing dresses. Right? Yes. So there's no historical proof that he did that. But yeah. there is a possibility they could do it because it was something that I, because Kelly comes from an Irish descent. Yes. And they call themselves Sons of Sean and Sons of Sin. Sin, yeah. Sin, yeah. Um, and what the Irish used to do was they would wear dresses in order to scare the British because it was crazy. And yeah. no one, the, the most terrifying thing is crazy. You can't fight crazy. Yeah, so there's this mad bastard coming at you with a gun yeah. and a knife and a dress, and you're yeah. like, what the fuck? You'd walk away, you'd <laughs> run away. So, <laughs> well, I'll be yeah. Well, not they did, the Kelly Gang actually did this or not, it makes historical sense that they might have done this. 
But there's no evidence that it did, but it makes for a good confusion and concept. They've also made a big deal of the fact he's not got a beard in the film. Which, which I think, I think is a, this seems to be a big deal. Yeah, we'll get a lot of people and I'm like, you know what, fuck off. Do you know what I mean? We all know he had a big bushy beard. There's pictures that show that. Do you uh-huh. know what I mean? But, you know, again, what does it say? At the very start of the film, the first thing on the screen says... Nothing you see is true. It's true, yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know... Let it fucking go with a beard. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Look past the fucking bit of facial hair to a movie that's, you know, lurking behind it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, Wake up, me. Here's an answer. I've been, I've been thinking about this all day, actually. It's been on my mind a lot, and I thought I'd speak to you about it. Is, so, in, in the movie, you've got his mum and his dad. Yes. His dad was driven over from Ireland. Yes. When he was, like, 35, I think, on Wikipedia. I don't shit. Married his mum at 18. She's, she's Irish as well. Yeah. Why would you have an Australian accent? I don't get that. I, I, don't, I don't get that. Oh, well, I think the real Kelly would have had an Irish accent. Yeah, I think so as well. I, yeah, think, yeah. Um, I don't think Mackay's got specifically an Aussie accent. It's sort of. It's, he, he's from London, isn't he? Yeah, he's from no, The accent he gives in the film, it's it's not an Australian accent. Can I lift it? I'm going to Yeah, it. it's just dead now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more, it's, it is sort of, it has got the inklings of the beginning of an Australian accent. The Australian accent essentially is a mixture of, uh, yeah. it's an Irish, Scottish, English, it's a sort of, it's a, it's a, it's a bastard accent. Yeah. And what he does really well, I thought he does really well was, he gets that bastard accent and it's it's not, it's not English, it's not Irish, it's not Australian, it's just sort of that weird sort of, like, sort you of, don't know what it is, yeah. you can't place um, it. Can you say that to him, because the point of the girls, the, the, the um, Mary kind of says to me, goes, so were you born Australian? And he says, Yes, and he goes yeah, to your colonial, yeah. and he's like, no, I'm not British. Like, so, yeah. So people who are the people who are the sons or daughters of people who wrote over the convicts were seen as a level below the constabulary and the sort of the, the yeah. upper echelon of mm. So they were sort of still below that. So they weren't quite the top level society. They're still sort of in the middle. Yeah. Sort of still looked down upon them anyways because they were sort of they were the sons of criminals. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. dad was a fucking horse thief. That's yeah. why you're here because yes. your dad fucking uh-huh. did some bad shit. Yeah. I thought they got that across really well. It didn't. See, on, in retrospect, thinking back now to what you're talking about and what we're talking about, it doesn't see an awful lot. No, it does not does it? A lot of it is just looks and, and, and you know imagery. It's looks in terms and, it, of, and it's emotion. He sort of he'll, he'll react with a scream or a yell or an anger, yeah, an angry outburst. Yeah. But, but then. Morgan, he, sort of, he screams and shouts and he's on these cams that train yeah, and, yeah. and he sort of talks normal yeah. um, he, they do a thing when they play down on his stupidity quite well they think they, they, yeah. he, he, he thinks he, he would think he's stupid and he sort of you just see him you know staring 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 boom yeah. and you're like whoa he fucking he yeah. got everything yeah 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 yeah, um, yeah. But more than the film, it's a very punk rock version of it. It's so nasty yeah. and dirty, which I liked about it. You can see yeah. it playing like a punk rock. It's Australian. Yeah. It is. It feels like an Australian yeah. film. Um, I, I, the, the, at the start, there was a lot of, you know, funded by, you know... Yeah, by, But, the, you know, the, the Australians have a hand in this. Oh, and you, you can feel it, you know. It, I mean, you like Australian films. We do. And this, this felt like an Australian film, yeah. which was good. It shares a lot of DNA with something. It's a film called Wake and Fright. You don't know places. Have you seen that film? No. Look it up. Had a lot of common with this. Um, bit of Mad Max in there as well. It's in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit yeah. like a hanging rock for a lot of kind of imagery at times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of films. If you see a film called Mad Dog and Morgan or Death Cheaters, um, similar to that, just sort of this. It's a west. You can recognise it as a western movie, but there's something just off about it. Do you know what it is with Australian films? Is they feel dusty. They do. Feel you dusty. do come out and you, you want to dust yourself yes. down. You know, they, they always feel dusty, and this fucking nails it. Nails that. Yeah. Nails yeah. that almost. Like the best punk albums almost feel a bit incomplete. 
this yeah. feels a little bit, yeah. but you can tell yeah. it's made in a garage, but it's, yeah. it looks great. What was interesting was the, the the punk music in it as well. I did not expect that because no. you know it throws punk songs at you, you know, and almost like punk, almost like a punk band. Yeah, but they are they're a gang. Yeah, but you know, I, I did not expect you know like fucking punk. I was like, me, but it works, you know, it, so it well just it. goes well as well. The one bit I, I had a problem with um, that I've not said to you yet because I didn't really like this bit. Is see the bit in the chase when he's running through the forest and it cuts to his view and then the view on him and then it cuts to his view and he's running and yeah. it's his face. I did not like that scene at all. Not at all. I not. think it just felt out of the film. Yeah, it really kind of it almost took me right out of the film. Oh, okay. And you know, it's a bit. It's him getting you know chased. Uh, he's he's chasing. Sorry. Yeah. And he's just running, jumping, and the camera looks at him and the camera's moving with him. Then it cuts to him, you know, like first person shot. Yeah. And it just really, I was like, no, I, I do not like that. Cause done it, they done sort of shots similar to that later on in the big kind of final, like sort of fight. But that was with the armor on, and you kind of got it because it made more sense, and it wasn't quite as crazy shaky okay, cam. That, that really, okay. it didn't really annoy me. It upset, upset you a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, I think we're both indicating we were talking about. We enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, the cast, you know, you're a George McKay fan, but you think he was did it. For you in I think he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything I've seen this boy in so far, he's 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 mesmerised me. Yeah. Mesmerised me. Well, um, yourself? Be, what did you think of him? As, I thought as, he's good. He's probably apart from Sunshine on Leaf. You know, I love Sunshine on Leaf. I've not seen that. Yeah, because he's not seen it. I only found that out. Um, I'm beginning to. I, I think in 1917, for example, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't think he was particularly outstanding. I thought he didn't very much. He could put anyone into that role. He didn't seem to do much in it. This film, he goes for it. He is no way shy about what he's doing, and he sort of—it's yeah. he, he, a very stripped down and bare performance. It's, it's very open. He yeah. gives himself open to a lot of it, so he's not shying away from it. I thought it was a really brave decision to make with Kelly character. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I, I thought it was excellent. Um, I, I enjoyed the shit out of Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe stole the film. Yeah, he did. He, he did. Ten he, minutes. Yeah, he, he came in and he done because Russell. It's like what we we're saying about Harrison Ford. His crow's getting older now, and he's probably got to think a bit more about what he does, the roles yeah. he plays, and everything I've seen Crow in recently. You know, he, he, he kind of comes in. I'm Russell Crowe, and you're like, yeah, you're fucking Russell Crowe. Swan's off paycheck, done. And um, he does it here. Essie Davis playing the mother thought was excellent as well. She was a, she she was really good. Yeah, yeah. She, she the, the venom she had was. Oh. I mean, in the same way that everything that. Um, we all speak to Venom as well when we talked about earlier on. McCann, was it McCann? No. Can't remember yeah. it. But she, her lines like when she's angry. It's pure it's anger when she's, you know, loving and caring. It's like everything is just yeah. pure, raw, on the surface, fucking emotions. Yeah. Uh, wow. wow. Um, only, down, only downside, and I'm not going to drag them too much because we've been, we're not, we're both just like we're not fans of the man, uh, Mr. Mr. Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam yeah he's yeah. not an actor he's not a movie actor he's not he just, I don't get him yeah. he seems everybody else in this film is fantastic and he just seems like he's just you can see him struggling to act yeah yeah. Which I think is a big problem, and it's a shame because he, he's acting in his native tongue. He's been a Geordie, <laughs> you know, for, for once he's allowed to have his own accent, and he, then even then you're just like, no, I, 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 I mean, people get. I think ladies like Charlie yeah, Hunnam. The man's got a charisma. He's got a macho, you know, Look presence well. about him. Sons of Anarchy, so that's some guys adoring him, stuff like that. But I don't know. Me. Do you want to know about him? No, no. This is my, my critique of him. 
the George McKay character in this, the way he talks, the way he moves, the way he speaks, is completely different from the 1917 one. The different from the How We Live Now one from the Sunshine League one. Yeah. A different character. Charlie Hunnam does the same thing every film. It just he slows down the voice and just sort of talks in that deliberate way. And just it doesn't every performance he gives is just the same performance in a different outfit. Yeah. He's not doing anything yeah. different. He's just sort of playing the same. Which role. is a shame because in Sons of Anarchy, he's Jacks. Yeah. That's his role. Yeah. That, 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 it, Maybe maybe that role's defined him. Yeah. Possibly that that's yeah. what it is. I mean that, that you know it's yeah. channeled him so much that that's who he is. But yeah, I'm the same. He was like you know every time we spoke, I said I don't know. Probably just an Aussie film, and it may be too easy to go for. It. I like seeing Guy Pearce in that role. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, and just or, um, fuck it, Sam Neill. Bit too old, but yes, yes. always Sam. It's <laughs> always room for Sam. Um, interestingly, that was a made-up character. Yes, Charlie Hunnam's character yeah. was completely made up. Um, whereas Nicholas, Nicholas Holt, we've not spoke about. He fucking surprised me in this film because yeah. I forgot how good an actor Little Holt is, and yes. then he does this, and you're like, that little. I've seen a baby in this film. It's terrifying. Ter- but even the, the scene that got me the most was when he's on the couch taking off his, his socks and, and stuff like that. And the pony walks through. <laughs> that was t- twice we had yeah <laughs> random equestrian events that kind of was like that's fucking odd. Yeah. Um, but Australian. Yeah. But yeah, whole um, reminded me this film as to why you know he's, he's Nicholas Holt. Yeah, yeah, and you watch him, you'll see him in anything. Yeah. Yeah. He's beast and X Men. Everyone's seen him in that. But you know when you see Nicholas Holt up there, you're like, oh fuck, you know, yeah, that, this boy's got got an acting fucking quality about him that you know you don't see a lot. In Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any like negative about it. I, I mean, I, I think it sounds not for everyone. No, it is art house. That, that it does. It feels art house. It feels an art house. Yeah. Thing, right? and that, like, yeah. That, me and you embrace that. But I think yeah. other people will maybe that annoy you. It, it is extremely violent. Most of them, yeah. I know the film about a killer, but it's like, moments in the film like. It's not violent throughout, but the moments of violence that hit you are really strong. Without spoilers, there's one point where you see a man with his own testicles in his mouth. For fuck's sake, it doesn't hold back. Yeah. <laughs> Again, very Australian. Yeah, very Australian. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a brutal film, and I think that will put an audience off. Yeah. I think people may be going into the film, possibly based on the trailer, based on the title, simply expecting a biopic of yeah. the Ned Kelly story. Maybe yeah. that's what the trailer you were expecting, that's why you yeah. didn't like it. It's, it is telling you, like you said, the broad strokes of the Kelly story, yeah. but it's taking liberties with other elements of it. And it does say, I, again, the, the first thing this film says is, you know, this is not yeah. true. Um, you know, but then the line of, of Kelly's character is, um, nothing I tell you in this is like will be a lie. Yeah, it's really kind of liked that. That yeah. was clever as well. When you put it I was thinking, oh, you fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was good. Out of ten. Out of ten, I would give it a solid eight and a half. I'm giving it an eight as well. I thought it was very much on par. It's because we're we no films, or we, 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 we know yeah. like that. But I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. Really, really well done film. Yeah. Um, but that's us for this week. Next week. Next week. It's a quiet week next week. Also next week. We've got Onward, the new Pixar movie. I'm quite excited about this. I think it looks good. It's Pixar, dude. I'm, on, I'm in the back of Pixar. It's, it's all going to be the case. Everything they do is good. It's how good. How good. I think, yeah, that's, that's Pixar. That's how good. We've got the photograph. Like a, like a lovely story. Which, uh, Didn't, I seen the trailer and I was not. Not bothered. No. Yeah. Um, you get military wives. No idea what that is. I've seen the trailer 50 times now, man. No. It's, it's about. Military wives. It's about military they wives. They sing in a choir. Oh, shit. Yeah, who's in it? Um, not Jim Arterton. Um, fuck, it's a really famous person. I can't 
can't remember who it is. They sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah choir. Yeah, yeah, I know the one you mean. Now. It looks, yes, it looks like the Brexit of movies. <laughs> it looks very much that. Um, I've heard actually got a lot of heart to it, so who knows. Um, also, a film out. It's not got a lot of screen time, but it's a shame. I think it looks really good. It's called Sacrilege. It's one we saw the trailer for. It's at the start of um, uh, Kelly, the one about the girl get hunted through the red. I think maybe called Red State, Blue State. That one. Is it not? It's not called The Hunted. Over here. Oh, I think a different film then. It's one yeah. called Sacrilege out then. Oh yeah, no, the one you're thinking about is called The Hunted. Okay, right. Okay. Which looks to him. Okay. Damn, damn. Right, so I'm mixing yeah. films up. The film we've got yeah. is Sacrilege is right, right out this week. I don't know what it's about really then. If it's not what I'm thinking <laughs> of. Sacrilege is. I'm thinking about. So, oh, I know what it's about. It's, it's <laughs> a group of girls go to sort of like, go for away for like a long weekend type thing. Set in Scotland, they go for like a, a, a oh, lodge. Yes. And yeah. then they end up taking their part like some sort of pagan ceremony, and then all of a sudden all shit kicks off from that. It looks quite bad. Could be good, yeah. But could, could be good. not getting much shown, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a bit of a shame. Um, who will find us? Uh, three beers in the movie at Gmail, Instagram, Twitter, and um, Hotmail. So let us know what you think. Um, I'm Colin, you're Richard. Three beers in a movie.